the trick is to do one new thing every day. Um, and I think like to me, like finding that passion, you talk about burnout, like, you know, find one new thing, you know, to do, to explore, uh, to look at, you know, be it executing, you know, a new strategy, new creative, you know, new idea. Hey, friends, it's Jay Bear and Anna Harak. This is Social Pros, the newly award-winning best marketing podcast according to the 2022 Content Marketing Awards. Thanks to each and every one of you for listening to the show. We love you. And as you just heard from our special guest this week, Annie Culver from Amplify, what a great mantra for everybody in social media. Do something different every day, Anna, because I tell you what, if you don't, you're not going to be in this industry very long because the one thing that's true about social media is it's constantly changing. And we talk about that in this episode. Yeah, we talk about a lot of great stuff, including how everything is changing, how you can start to evolve um, things that you're doing. And the advice that Annie gives is so unbelievable today. She has so many great examples of clients that they're using um, or that are using amazing, amazing new approaches at Amplify, um, using their platform, working with massive brand. It's a great, great show and also just super fun today. And Jay, it's so great to have you back on the mic. Welcome back to Uncle's Pros for this episode. It's always so great having you on the show. Everybody, you are absolutely going to want to tune into this because Annie is an amazing guest today. Tons of fun, tons of banter. Of course, you got Jay back on the mic too. But before we officially get into the show, if you are looking for a partner to help you up your game, you need to check out ICUC. That's because they're experts in online and social media community management, and they're here to remind the world that there are real humans behind brands. ICUC created the space where tech meets human power by moderating, listening, and holding real conversations with customers on behalf of enterprise brands at a global scale. ICUC provides strategic support and fills customer care gaps as an extension of your team 24-7, 365 days a year in any language and on every social channel. Head to icuc.social to see how they can support you. That's icuc.social. And of course, time is precious, social pros, friends. That's why our team at Convince and Convert created a free social media bundle that will help you execute an A-class social audit in no time. This bundle is totally free and includes a social media valuation checklist, an ebook on all of the social media metrics that really matter, content calendar templates, and a social media policy template. Download that today at bit.ly slash social audit bundle. That's bit.ly forward slash social audit bundle. And now let's jump into the show and hear from Annie Culver, Director of Solution Ambassador Excellence at Amplify. Social Pros listeners, you know from tuning into the show and from your own experiences that the path to social media can be a long and winding one. But I would like to nominate our guest today for the most unique path to social media in the history, at least of this show, which Jay has been doing for over 11 years now. Um, Annie Culver, before we get into your path, welcome to the show. It is so fantastic to chat with you today. Yeah, thanks, Anna and Jay, for having me here. I'm super excited to be here. Yeah, it is uh, so great to chat with you. And now, Annie, of course, um, we are so excited to have you here. We know that you know Jay personally, um, and we are just really here to test his ability to say Anna or Annie um, and get it right on the first try. So this is really this, just a pop quiz. This, show. this is this is impossible. <laughs> uh, I have to very I have to very clearly enunciate 
in this episode of Social Prose so that when we do the transcription, they will not have all the Annas and Annies confused. Uh, I'm going to do the best I can. No promises, but I am I'm fired up that Annie's here from Amplify, really amazing company doing great work, powering the successes of a lot of major brands in social. But Anna, since you teed it up, I feel like Annie has to yeah. now share with our audience her her crazy tale of social media superstardom. Love it. Yeah. And I appreciate it. I've been a, a listener for years. I'm so super excited to talk with you guys. Um, you know, from my side, you know, I got my start as a news photographer in journalism. I was going out uh, shooting, you know, house fires and meth labs and murders, um, you know, and and one day my, my news director calls me in and he says, hey, I've got this new job. It's called a social media manager, uh, literally handed me six bullet points uh, and the Facebook login, which, uh, by the way, was a little bit of a disaster if you've ever stepped into one of those roles before where you have the Facebook page that has nothing engaging about it, 200 likes. And so kind of took it from there uh, and, and you know, worked to kind of like make up what this new role was in a time where, you know, I was one of the first uh, social media managers actually hired in Tennessee in in media. So it was all kind of felt like I was on an island. And then, you know, we started to kind of work with, with other vendors over the years, grow our program to kind of be more. And one day I said, you know, hey, you know, I think I could be on the other side, you know, and, and work with other people like me that were starting out and help give them, you know, kind of that guidance, you know, uh, so they don't feel like they're on the islands. They they know how to use technology and, and look at data and use it to make decision making. So that's kind of my journey of how I got into the world of uh, software as a service and, and working at Amplify. One of my first jobs in the digital industry was also running a series of TV station websites. And it is a very difficult job because you're sort of saying, well, we want you to watch TV, but we'd also like you to get your information from Facebook, right? And so you're sort of always trying to stride that line. I, I just want to add that any social pros listeners out there, if you have in fact been in charge of filming house fires or meth labs, please do email Anna, A-N-N-A, at convinceandconvert.com. And you can also be a guest on this program. <laughs> Love that. That'll be the set list. <laughs> yeah, that'll be the 600 episode celebration. And yeah. then Annie's going to come back to lead. <laughs> what if your email box just blows up, though? You get like 47 people who are like, yeah, I used to do that. It's going to be great. Can't wait. I would be fascinated and not the least bit upset. Well, interesting, it. though, you know, I was talking to our, uh, you know, CMO the other day and we we're talking about how kind of having that background in journalism is helpful because, you know, so many things are content based. And also we see the rise of video across social in general being such an important part. And I, I mean, I, I'm on a, a bunch of forums with all sorts of social media managers saying, you know, I've got to write copy. I've got to edit video. Um, you know, these days you know, a lot of people are kind of expected to do it all in the field. So it was nice to kind of have that background to be like, I've been there, <laughs> you know. Amplify has been around in pieces and parts for quite a while. The name Amplify is relatively new. Probably a good idea, Annie, to let our audience know all the things that Amplify does and how it might fit into their own Life. No, I ask you some questions uh, about what Amplify does and and uh, and social. Oh goodness, we might need another podcast. <laughs> but uh, no, uh, so you know, we've been around obviously twenty over twenty five years, um, kind of in the the industry across digital and social, which is a, a long time. 
when you think about it. Um, we basically are merging together like basically four different companies, um, Astute, Social Bakers, iPerceptions, Go In Store, um, covering kind of that whole customer journey. And we renamed ourselves as, as Amplify, um, means empathy amplified, which I think is kind of perfect, especially for today's world where when you're talking with customers that that focus on empathy is is so crucial you know, and also kind of amplifying your voice, which is kind of what social is all about, um, you know, kind of being able to kind of reach more people through the power of, of you know, your customers. Uh, so we cover everything from, you know, being able to manage the marketing journey, see what's working, um, to communicating with, with customers via, via phone, via email, via a text message, via on social, or even, you know, with some of our live commerce technology, actually like getting on a video phone call with someone, having them actually be able to drop products in your shopping cart and actually help you buy it. And, and I think it's really cool that we're able to kind of touch consumers, customers kind of on all of those different different routes and really kind of put it to one, one software so you're not having to have 20 logins, which I know I had back in the day and keep track of them. Um, and, you, and you can literally kind of be able to see analytics kind of across that journey and better understand things. Um, so it's a really kind of exciting spot, you know, to be in and, and really exciting to watch. And incredible clients, like so many major brands uh, use Amplify every day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it's kind of interesting. I, I was uh, playing kind of a game with my husband of like how many I touch of my customers during my everyday life. You know, it's everything from ordering a pizza on Domino's uh, and getting kind of the alert stack. Like that's our chatbot AI technology. If I'm going to, you know, uh, the store, grocery store, I, we, we cover most grocery stores where, where their customer service technology, or even if I'm going to buy, you know, a washing machine at, you know, somewhere I can actually live chat with someone and pick it out. So it, it's kind of cool to be able to see, see that in action. So in addition to this amazing platform, which is very, very, very award-winning, and a lot of your efforts are very award-winning as well, and having all of these huge, wonderful brands, you have a very unique position and role within the company, which you are the Director of Solution Ambassador Excellence. Can you tell us a little bit about what that entails and what that looks like? Yeah, no, it's a, it's a fun one. So, you know, we work across 7,000 uh, brands, over 7,000 and growing. Uh, we have over 18 offices. So I actually have team members on my team that are in every single one of our regional offices from uh, New York to Brazil, out to Singapore, uh, Paris, Dubai. Uh, so basically, you know, each of our customers, when they come on, they have a customer success manager that's kind of like managing their day-to-day -day routines. Um, but my team's able to kind of come in and help them with some of their more uh, strategic problems, you know, struggles that they maybe they're having and come up with kind of some of these solutions and ways that we can kind of help them solve those challenges um, using our software. So it's, it's kind of a fun role because we get to run, you know, all of our early release programs. We work really, really closely kind of translating, you know, from our clients, like what their problems are to our product team and helping them prioritize what we do. And we kind of touch almost every kind of <laughs> section of our company at Amplify. So it's a fun spot to be in. And I also love it too, because, you know, one of the things I see is, you know, when you're looking across brands, it's really important to kind of take some of those use cases even outside of your industry. So that's one of the things that my team members are really able to do is take some of those best practices that maybe work for one group and be able to kind of implement it in the others looking at, you know, large scale trends to see changes in, in, in makeup and like what you're going to be doing there to, 
uh, running, you know, how do you manage a community program? How should that be set up for success? How should you be able to set up so that your agents are trained and, you know, set up to, to be able to decrease their response rates and create happy, happy customers? Any question for you on the four kind of big components of things that Amplify does? So marketing, analytics, customer service, commerce. Where's where is innovation happening the fastest and, and the most? So where's where's the big kind of upside revolutionary part of the business today? Yeah, I mean, Amplify has always been really strong on analytics and service. Um, so that's been kind of really exciting. And I think we're tying in that commerce part. Obviously, it was amplified by the pandemic as like more companies were moving to e-commerce solutions. Um, but I think really, you know, you've seen, across, especially across social, there's an increased focus on messages um, and being able to kind of tie it in with that, with, with automation, um, and then being able to kind of tie it back to analytics so that, you know, you're not only selling somebody something, but you're able to kind of look at the data, look at your messages, types of topics, um, being able to make your AI smarter over time. So I think, uh, you know, on my side, it, really exciting kind of innovation in that field and, and tying it back to, again, some of the core basics uh, like analytics that you can make those data-driven decisions. I am really excited to hear that you just jumped straight into automation and AI because that was actually something I wanted to ask you about. And there's so many other questions that I want to unpack from what you just said, but I'm going to jump into the AI and automation piece because, of course, over the years, you know, you had mentioned just starting and, you know, getting like a single sign on to Facebook. And we've come so far from those days and a lot of amazing tools have been created and, you know, we're light years ahead of where we were when we started, but so much of social media across the board in every area, whether it's customer care, or whether you're looking at engagement and it, it, running paid campaigns, so much of it is still so manual. But there's this place for automation and AI that it seems like hasn't fully been embraced yet, but just wanted to chat through a little bit more about your perspective on the role that automation and AI can serve with social media across all areas, whether it be customer care, um, you know, whether it be campaigns, just the whole area and alleviating so much of that manual burden from teams. Yeah, um, absolutely. I, I think it's uh, one of the things I hear from the clients that that we get to talk to is, you know, they don't have enough time, you know, and, and it's kind of like a good problem for them, right? Because you do such a great job on marketing, on your on your service, and then you end up getting more money as a result because people are spending more money with your group. They're coming back to you. Um, so you end up having almost this positive feedback loop. And I think, you know, at a certain point, you know, in order to keep up, like you really do need to invest in automation. It, it's an imperative. The other thing that I thought was kind of interesting is we we're talking to one of our grocery store uh, clients that we are working on kind of expanding some of their automation pieces. They already have some in place and they're even working to kind of grow it and touch more areas. Um, and, and they were looking at it and 20 to 30% of their kind of uh, customers, and most of them actually were coming in store. They were in the grocery store <laughs> when they were actually like sending things through their, their app or on social, on chat. Uh, they, they would not talk to a person. <laughs> they wanted to talk to somebody online. And I thought it was just such an interesting kind of thing to look at is even if you're a brand where, you know, you are on top of it, and I actually have a couple where like they're like a hundred percent retention rate, you know, and and uh, you know we're looking at them, and 
But even in that, you know, you still have those customers that like will not pick up a phone and would like to kind of interact with you. And I think it's really important, especially in the day when speed is so important to customers and getting those answers. Uh, it's no longer, you know, the dial-up modem where you go get your hot pocket you know, and do a little dance before you have your page loaded. Like, I want answers now. And I think automation is that that point where it can get you those easy answers. But I think it's also important to have you know, a tool, and this is kind of where Amplify comes in, where we're able to have that automation, but it's also supposed to be able to elevate it, so that you can also talk to that real person and you're not just in a robot. <laughs> so. One of the areas in social that's harder to automate and harder to apply AI to is the creation of video content. As we're having this conversation, our friends at Meta have made a number of decisions and then walked some back this week. Uh, it's been really an interesting week where it was like, hey, Instagram's going to be just like TikTok. No, never mind. But maybe it is. And it's a very confusing time. Uh, but there is no question that categorically Meta is looking at becoming more of a discovery engine uh, and less of a social network and, and sort of mimicking more of the TikTok algorithm. Brands uh, sometimes struggle with that because it's a different philosophy. And certainly uh, Instagram has said very clearly that they want reels to be the coin of the realm more so than static images. It, as somebody who helps brands kind of think through this um, uh, journey, what, what are you telling your clients now about uh, Instagram and content? Yeah, I mean, I think for me, it's about looking at data. Every every different brand is different. You know, some some brands, you know, maybe Instagram is not the right, right channel for them, you know, and it just kind of, I think, again, like, it's about exploring, trying new things, and then looking back at the data and seeing what does this tell you. Now, I will say, you know, we took a look and uh, uh, Meta just recently released Reels data uh, to third party vendors, it, it previously wasn't available in the API. So that's been big news on our side, we just actually got finished launching reels uh, in our analytics suite. So you can actually kind of look at it and for the first time being able to see that uh, before it was only available natively through the platform. And I think we were dealing with, you know, brands and doing, uh, you know, tagging by campaign when you're looking at managing multiple brands, maybe across, you know, different global regions or, or stuff like that. You know, it's important to have a vendor where you can break down things in more meaningful ways than just looking at overall performance. Um, and, and actually, as we were integrating the API into our system, I was talking to our engineers and I mean, we saw uh, probably like, I think uh, almost like double the amount of calls from Reels. Like we're seeing a ton of Reels data. We're seeing higher engagement in general across Reels as a uh, media platform on Instagram. Um, I mean, I know for me, at least I, I can get, sucked into this dark hole <laughs> three hours of my time. And I just got into like, look at a, you know, something really quickly. Um, so, I mean, I can understand from that side. I, I think obviously like video has played a more important importance over the years. Um, we also, you know, were able to implement TikTok, which just recently, you know, opened up their data. So um, publishing community and analytics. Um, so for the first time, you know, you're able to manage it the same way that you can manage uh, you know, Meta and 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 all of their platforms and Twitter. So I think uh, it'll be really interesting to kind of see how everything plays out. I think what we've told people is, you know, we're looking at trends overall. Uh, you know, we're seeing kind of a really strong increase in TikTok in general. So I think, you know, Instagram uh, Instagram's going to have to kind of is is actively looking at that, right? And and we've seen that and and kind of looking at it. And I think you as a brand should do that too if you're 
you know, looking at TikTok for the first time, like this is your place to capitalize on that, that Gen Z audience, the younger audience. Uh, but also you have to do it the right way. You know, you can't just throw the same content out there. So I think that's really important to uh, execution. It's so great that Meta has finally allowed Amplify and other platforms to use Reels data because it always struck me as a little bit disingenuous for Meta to say, hey, big brands, from now on, we want you to make almost all Reels, but you can't export any data. So, well, then how am I supposed to know what works? Like, how, like I don't under, you know, and TikTok the same way, right? Until very recently, uh, the ability to export data into any kind of third-party platform was fundamentally non-existent. Uh, so it's great to see that that both sides um, of the Instagram TikTok divide are now understanding that if you want us to do this professionally and use it as a major platform of of our brands, like we've got to be able to have what we need to test and analyze and and you know optimize over time. It's uh, it's pretty exciting. Yeah, absolutely. And I think uh, one of the things we have that uh, you know I always kind of say is the 2.0 on strategy as the social media managers are coming up is, is, is really breaking things down with, with labeling and better understanding that. And I think for the first time, like we're able to look at those and you're able to label not just campaigns, but like, are we using packaging or no packaging? Are we using, you know, certain types of highlights, certain influencers uh, that you're working with, you know, that maybe you're reposting on your channel? Um, you know, what is working? And I, I think uh, using data to make those decisions is really important. I've had uh, so many social media managers where we've plugged in their stuff, we pulled it up in our content hub, we're able to see and kind of, we can itemize everything by, you know, how many interactions or impressions or reach or video views or, or even like video completion rate. And we'll pull it up and I'll be like, oh, look at these bottom performing posts. And they're like, oh, yeah, my boss made me post that one. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, look, like now we have data. You can take it back and say, these yeah. types of posts are not working. My customer, you know, my clients don't like them <laughs> on social. Uh, and I think that's really helpful too. you know, for people who are struggling with, you know, we know what we're supposed to post, but we don't have that data to make those decisions. Yep. So. Well, I love what you said about about being smart about tagging and taxonomy in your analytics because so often people have the numbers and then they're like well this one did better why and they're like well maybe because this was wednesday and the other one was thursday or maybe it's because it was at 8 p.m instead of noon or maybe it's because it had a picture of a dog and not a picture of a sunset and, and until you really start breaking down the components of each of your pieces of content with a consistent uh taxonomy for tagging you're just making things up so it would be a great webinar for us to do together, actually, because uh, Anna and the team at Commit to Convert just won a content marketing award for best TikTok strategy for Visit California, which is really exciting. It. Uh, and it would be really interesting to do a webinar that's just about how to do smart tagging in your analytics so that you're not running around um, telling yourself a bunch of lies. Yeah. And I think like that's one of the things I get a chance to work with a lot of brands and my team on is like, how do you set that up? Um, so we actually, you know, as part of our, our onboarding walk down with clients, we're like, hey, here are some like best use cases that you can use. And I think it's really important to kind of document those. A lot of times we'll put together like a, a guide for their people that are coming in, especially uh, for your people that are tagging it as they're publishing, because, you know, if you can do that. You don't have to go back and we can set up automations to automatically tag things for yourself as well as your competitors. Um, and that's been a really interesting thing. I know we have, uh, as a, a, you know, a bunch of beauty brands, for instance, like Benefit Cosmetics, where they actually have a success story up on Amplify's website. So you can actually read more about it. But 
they were using tagging to actually look at like some of the larger trends. So for instance, you know, we did a bunch of tagging and, you know, like eyebrow content, performing better, uh, you know, makeup content and, and being able to look at even just those topical things, I think is, is really interesting and see large scale trends, you know, in the whole beauty industry as a whole and, and, and what's going on there. <laughs> Nothing gets clicks like a plucked brow, Anna. I've been saying it for years. <laughs> I don't I don't know, Jay, if you're an expert there. <laughs> you don't know. It is true. Jay does say that just about every single meeting that we have. So that's uh, 100% truth right there from Mr. Jay Bear. brows. Change yeah. the content calendar. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then suddenly plucked brows were trending on uh, TikTok after this. Um, Annie, you bring up some really, 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 really fascinating points. I'm still stuck. I just have plucked brows running through my head right now, but that's okay. Uh, the whole show is downhill from here, guys. The title of the show, Plucked Brows, you know, it just... <laughs> um, so because you are helping to onboard clients and you are bringing up such vital components of visibility and strategy and and really helping them get up and running. I'm curious with all of these massive brands that you're working with, what are some other trends that you're noticing when you're helping to onboard them? Like, are there specific challenges you're helping them overcome? Is there something that, you know, regardless of how advanced their own internal teams are, you know, you're still finding that you're having to help them dial in and tweak certain areas. Just curious about some of the big challenges that you're working with your brands. Yeah, love it. Um, I think for me, it's, you know, how do we make things actionable? How do we use what you're saying to make real world things? And, you know, I, it, it comes from, you know, you know, people that are looking at maybe like more vanity metrics, right. That like, aren't actually impacting it, or they're like feeling like they're a little overwhelmed because there are like 800 million metrics out there. How do you focus it to your goals? How do you kind of have something and execute uh, with that? And I think that's really important. Uh, I, I also have been hearing a lot of stuff, you know, we have a pretty robust listening platform and I, I hear a lot of clients are like, well, we bought listening because like we felt like we needed to, but we don't know what to do with it. Right. And I think it's been really interesting to kind of have discussions with clients about like, how, how do we, you know, <laughs> use this to make, make those decisions to be able to look at and analyze your, your customers, not just what's looking at it owned, but also kind of your earned as well as your paid and, and looking at it holistically and then also breaking things down. Um, and then I'm going to go back to automation for a second. But the other interesting thing is, you know, in the world of automation, like pretty much the sky's the limit in what you can do, right? And it's coming up with, and, and this is one where, you know, we really see ourselves as a partnership with a lot of the brands that we work with, you know, because we're able to say, hey, look, you know, this is a way we're seeing that you could, be able to adopt your strategy, not only to do uh, click to cart, you know, as you're shopping in the grocery store, but, you know, can you make a call and actually uh, call a dietitian who can give you, uh, you know, like guidance on, on how to shop health, heart healthy, or, you know, can you actually, we had a uh, vaccine, um, actually one that launched during the early part of the pandemic where, you were able to, in a chat, actually put in where your last booster was. It'll do the calculation for you of six months later, and it'll actually live pull from the API of the pharmacies, um, you know, uh, next available appointments. And I know for me, I, I don't know why six months was like hard for me, <laughs> but 
<laughs> maybe it's done in marketing and like math, you know, I've got Excel for that. Uh, but like, you know, it's just those simple things of like, when do I schedule my next booster shot, you know, and, and being able to have automation to make that simple for people. Um, so it's kind of fun to be able to come up with those concepts and really work with them um, to help innovate the field. I was also just counting on my fingers like six months from my last booster. So I was like, if I, so totally, totally. Uh, I'll right there with you. you. I <laughs> Thank you. Yes. No, but I think, you know, it's just, it's amazing that, you know, you just illustrated a few examples of just like the innovation that's happening and how we can think bigger and how we can think better. And just curious for those out there who are still kind of stuck in organizations who are just kind of doing the basic sort of, you know, social typical playbook of responding and, you know, being more reactive instead of proactive. How can they start to get some of these ideas to elevate? Because there is the, I mean, there is so much opportunity with, especially with AI and automation. How can people start to look at really where this can come in handy and where maybe it can start to solve some of their um, very, very manual social issues or start to really close some of these gaps with social customer care that they just can't ordinarily do it by themselves? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, you know, we have a bunch of, of customers that maybe, you know, they're working primarily in social, you know, and, and a lot of the web teams like have worked with automation before. Maybe it's their first time getting into digital self-service. Um, and maybe they've been burned in the past, you know. We've we've seen it, you know, these bad experiences where you're this like endless loop, you know, people are frustrated. Um, or also like, you know, the actual process of sitting down and saying like, how do I look at the key concepts of everything everybody has ever talked to me about? I manage thousands and thousands of messages every day. Um, so actually, I sat down with our insights team and we were able to actually develop something which to make it a lot easier for brands that were feeling really overwhelmed. We actually can pull like all of their comments from the last 90 days and direct messages. And then we can, using our AI, be able to cluster it <laughs> into different message types. And that's something that we can actually kind of help clients on. And actually we have the analytics in our software where you can actually build on it. So, you know, our recommendation is start small and then, uh, you know, kind of build from there. Um, it really kind of, it, I think is a best, best case because then you can kind of look at, you know, what are some of the other types of things that people are asking about or trying to do and then kind of increase it on top of there. Um, and it's really interesting, you know, we were able to pull a couple and it was, you know, a lot of times you, know, you might start with like FAQs on your website or something simple when you're setting up automation. But when we were able to actually look at like actual questions that people are asking, you know, in, in a couple of clients, you know, we do answer templates and we were able to pull, you know, how many times they use answer templates you know, to answer a question and made just like a tiny tweak, like the person's name, which AI can do, um, you know, and we say, hey, look, you know, we, we took out like 30,000 messages that you answered with answer templates. Like we would give you more time to answer the really tough question. And then the other cool thing, you know, about automation is you can send people in and out of bots. So like, you know, you can send people to, to bot to answer and collect some of the like boring information that you need to collect as a social media manager. Like what's your email address? You know, what are you, what's your complaint problem? Can you pr provide a picture? Um, and then you can kind of come out of it and escalate it. And then you may send them back when you need more information and, and you can really kind of alleviate it and, and really, you know, have an assistant that, that works 24 seven for you. So. Andy, one thing I wanted to ask you is because Amplify is so global and your clients are all over, 
Do you see any trends or differences in best practices in terms of how different brands in different parts of the world are are using social or, or even or even analytics that they care about? Are there different metrics that are like, oh, you know what? These are metrics that are much more um, important to brands in APAC versus uh, North America, et cetera. Yeah, absolutely. And I think for me, that's the really exciting part about having each of my team members in each of these areas. Not only are they in the same time zone as their clients, which is super helpful when you're able to get on a video call and just uh, knock out an answer or give somebody a call or a WhatsApp video or whatever. Um, but also like, you know, kind of understanding those those issues. And, and I think every region is really different, you know, when you're looking at it, especially, you know, if you look at the, the doc region, you're looking at, you know, a lot of compliance, you know, issues that you may need to be able to work through. U.S., you know, obviously you have a lot more like fast paced, more competition um, in that marketplace uh, versus, you know, a, a lot of times, you know, we have some of our other regions where maybe it's their first time getting into some of this new technology uh, and, and maybe, you know, they're looking at how do we how do we implement it? How are we doing it? And so I think it's cool that we can kind of guide through that whole process from people that are maybe more experienced in that enterprise level to people that are maybe just starting out with their journey of how do they make their life easier <laughs> using technology. Um, so I think that's really, really a fun spot to be in to see see that variety um, in there. And I would say, you know, across the board, I think we see a lot of excitement with, and we talked about it before, real, reels with, with TikTok data. Um, so we, we are seeing some stuff like a kind of across, across the board. So. One of the things we've talked about here on the show over the last 18 to 24 months is this notion that social media professionals are at risk for burnout, that it's such an all-encompassing job that you really are wearing many, many, many hats in the organization, some more than others, but you're also typically not working a regular schedule. It's just a hard job. It's a fun job for most, but it's a hard job. You work with a lot of social pros on a day-to-day basis. What's your read on that right now? How, how How's everybody doing out there? Yeah, I would say, I mean, I think it's a really hard time. I mean, I, I'm probably in that boat of people that that did get burned out um, and ended up kind of switching, you know, in my long and winding road uh, as a result. Uh, I think, you know, it's also really hard, especially in the, you know, care space because you're dealing with distribution issues. Um, you're You're dealing with maybe companies that might be pulling back on ad spend you know, but you still have your KPIs that you need to hit. Um, so I think it can be really challenging. And I think also, you know, you look at people that are on the service side, you know, they might be getting like beat up. You, know, you might be doing your job, you know, really great, but you're, you just, ha- you're dealing with all of these complaints that are coming in. And I know that can be really difficult. I uh, was actually speaking with somebody about how uh, actually the rate of, of PTSD is actually a little bit higher, <laughs> especially in social media managers. And it's kind of an interesting thing to think about, especially when I was working in broadcast news, you know, I was dealing with like hundreds and hundreds of pictures of like, you know, for instance, we had huge wildfires that took place, evacuations of the city that I was in. I was dealing with like hundreds and hundreds of pictures that were really hard to see. You know? and, and so, you know, you're dealing with that, like you may actually, you know, in some research is shown, you know, be able to actually have more impact on you seeing that quantity looking at it and actually looking at the pictures. Cause a lot of times, even if you're on the FMCG food side, I mean, you're looking at 
you know, a nail in your chip bag or something like that, you know, uh, and you're having to look at these things really closely. You're having to like think about, you know, the text that's coming in. So I think it, it is a really challenging space. I think, you know, my hope is that companies can invest in technology, uh, be it Amplify or, or others to make, make social media managers' lives easier and also realize that, you know, these days social media is at the heart of, you know, what companies are doing. Brand reputation is more important than ever. It is, you know, really kind of impacting, you know, companies' success and, you know, to help support, you know, these people who maybe at least uh, at one point, I think I was like shoved in a corner on my, you know, computer that was ancient, you know, I was like restarting it to get it to work, you know, but like giving them the support that they need for how much impact that they're driving in results. Um, and being able to, you know, maybe give them a couple more people, add add more more money to their salary, give them give them the new computers so that and the tools that they need to to succeed. Yeah, couldn't agree more. It is so fascinating to think back again, going back to really the rise of social media. You know, where it was one person, and they oftentimes weren't taken very seriously, all the way to you know pandemic hits, and all of a sudden it is the core of everyone's communication strategy, and now it is across the board on a totally different level and recognized in brand new ways to now seeing this level of burnout and and this level of emotional lifting and the toll that it's taking on everybody from having to be on those front lines of responding and getting everything. And um, I mean, even too, you know, I'm sure you're seeing it across the board, even, you know, creators now are starting to see that same level of burnout in different ways with social media. So agree, it'll be, I'm hoping and it'll be really interesting to see the evolution of how companies deal with this now and hopefully provide some more resources, some more, um, you know, in integrating AI and automation to take away a lot of that really heavy emotional burden. So um, I agree. I'm really hoping and seeing that, hoping to see that companies are going to start dealing with this in real ways and not just having sort of the... Um, the typical approach of like, we'll just take a vacation day because I don't think that's the solution necessarily anymore. But it's not like any pizza party. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Pizza for everybody. You're mentally exhausted. <laughs> yeah. And I think like one of the things that I think like, you know, I, I play a small part in hopefully making somebody's day a little bit better as a social media manager. But one of the things that we look at is I know at least in my day, like I spent a lot of time pulling data for my CEO, <laughs> my general manager. I think I spent like four to six hours. I would stay late to pull Excels and do pivot tables um, is like, can you just make it easy so you can spend more time actually looking at the content that is good? We went back to automation. Can you automate these like super manual tasks, be it in reporting or be it on the conversation side? Um, and then we also have some, some really cool technology called knowledge um, that we're able to kind of pull into our digital self-service that they actually able to like suggest... <laughs> here's what you should recommend to a customer. So you, you're able to get like the, the person side of things, but you're also able to have like technology recommend it. You're able to build on those knowledge, uh, you know, knowledge kind of uh, groupings that you can easily be able to kind of expand and grow that um, and make people's lives easier, hopefully. <laughs> so. Agreed. That is the goal. Um, and you know what? Maybe it'll get better um, once everybody just adopts Amplify. So I think that's what I'm really hearing from the solution. That really, um, yes, exactly. No, but there are tools um, with Amplify that can honestly help. And um, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, the new wave of social media professional care. Um, Annie, 
Thank you so much for being here today. I Jay and I could talk to you for like another hour, uh, but we know obviously you have um, other things to, to do in your day. So just go play with your uh, new Snap drone, which we didn't even get to chat about. Um, everybody go check out Annie's LinkedIn because she has like a whole t- video on her playing with the brand new Snap drone, which is really, really fascinating, the pixie. Um, Annie, thank you so much for being here. Of course, before we officially let you go, we have to ask you the final two questions that we have asked all 500 plus guests on the show. Are you ready for the final two? Uh, I think I'm ready. (laughs) Awesome. All right. Question number one, if you could give a piece of advice to anyone who wants to become a social pro, what would it be? I'm I'm actually going to cheat on this one. I'm going to pass on the advice that I was given (laughs) when I first started on my social media. uh, Secondhand advice right here on social pros. And I reached out, I like Googled people that might be good in the field. And I reached out to a bunch of them on LinkedIn. And uh, I had one lady that got back to me. I shouldn't even know who I was. And she said, you know, the trick is to do one new thing every day. Um, And I think like to me, like finding that passion, you talk about burnout, like, you know, find one new thing, you know, to do, to explore, uh, to look at, you know, be, be it executing, you know, a new strategy, new creative, you know, new idea. Um, and then, you know, go back and look at the data and see if it it's stuck and, 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 and be able to kind of, you know, work at innovating and not just sticking in the, the same old, same old and, and working to change because the industry is changing, you know, and it's important for you not to stay so static. Yeah, absolutely. Try one new thing every day, break out of that comfort zone. I think it's, it's really easy to get into a pattern of things that work um, and then just sort of stay stasis. So love that. And also legacy advice and, and secondhand advice is always welcome here. All right, Annie, if you could have a video call with any living person, who would it be? Yeah, I think it would be uh, the YouTuber, Mark Rober. Uh, I don't know if you've seen any of his content, but he does everything like glitter bomb. You know, I think they invaded a call center in India and put out like rats and 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 stink bombs and all of that. Um, I think like what he's done with his channel and it, it, it you know interesting because like you know I came from managing a brand, but I think you know really looking at like who's doing things, no matter if you're a brand or a person that are innovative in the field, uh, is is really important for for your day to day life as working in social. And I think that he's one of those people that's innovating, and you can see it from his video views on his channel. Uh, and I think the way that he talks about stuff and the way that he thinks about things is is such an interesting one for me. Great, great choice. One of the best creators out there on any platform. Uh, super talented, great storyteller, uh, and just a really interesting character. Annie, thank you so much for being here. Honestly, this was such a genuinely delightful, fun conversation. Thank you so much for being on the show today. I love it. Uh, Thank you so much for having me. It was, uh, again, a joy on my side. And uh, Jay, I think you uh, didn't mix up our names. So uh, A plus on your side. It's not too late, Anna. Oh, wait. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this was a great episode. Um, Annie, thank you so much again. Genuinely, genuinely love chatting with you and meeting you today. And to all of our amazing Social Pros listeners, thank you so much for being here with us as well. We love seeing you come back week after week. And we hope you will join us again next week for what we hope is your favorite podcast in the whole wide world, Social Pros. Social Pros.